Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast, and we are mere days away from the unveiling of our incredible booth at Fan Expo, where we're going to take blockbuster video but it's rebranded as real nerds podcast and not only that brad but you have scoured the internet the city of denver for movies from 1993 where people will be able to quote unquote rent them and in each side each clamshell is going to be a prize for them that's right so choose wisely when you get to the shelf exactly because some may be better than others and I know last week you were really concerned about if the booth was going to be ready. Fuck, dude. I saw it. It's ready. I don't know what you were worried about because the week has passed. And hell yeah, great job. Thanks. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I know. It, it really I mean, came together. I know you always, because I know how you like things for you to be perfect. And that's a great trait. You were even worried about that quarter of an inch on the canopy. <laughs> so... When we were setting this up throughout the week, I came down and I held a laser across it and you cut with just a pair of scissors, remember, perfectly straight, perfectly down the canopy. Dude, great work. Great fucking work. Thank you. I, I you know, I kind of wish there was some other application in life where that was like really valuable to other people that I, you know, maybe make money off yeah. of it. But, you know, it's good enough for this venture that we're on. Yeah. And I don't even know what you were worried about because you just needed this extra week in between our shows to realize that you have something great. You know? Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It looks super cool. Um, it's like, it's almost like walking through a time portal. Um, yeah. And what's great too, is you were so worried about fan expo, not having anything together. And dude, it's almost as soon as we got off, the show last week we got our email we have our booth number we have the time we're moving in dude i don't know what we were so worried about yeah it's just smooth sailing from here i'm yeah it's uh yeah, i mean it's like christmas this... where uh, i'm excited like you know yeah to open toys in the morning but you, you have to like have two more sleeps to get there yeah exactly and and who knew that it was going to be you know just a week that's all it would take for us to be okay 
because that's how long it's been since we've been on uh, the show together. <laughs> totally. A whole week. The whole week. Uh, this week, we saw Asteroid City. Stay tuned for if we recommend the film or not. We'll play the trailer and then spoil the movie as we review it. Uh, we also talk about stuff we've been watching and movie news. So, Brad, you're a big Wes Anderson fan. Oh, I am. Um, but I'm a little miffed because I, 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 you know, I follow you on Letterboxd. And um, do you recommend Asteroid City? It's a tough one for me. I, I don't know. I've seen it twice. Granted, the second Ooh. time I fell asleep because the only time I have these days is to watch movies at 1020, 1050 at night after running around. You remember we used to see movies all the time at midnight and it was no big deal? It was, but that's before I like spent 12 hours a day on my feet pushing groceries everywhere. Yep. And I wasn't 40 years old. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I didn't sleep through the first, like I saw a previous screening of it like two weeks ago. And then when it came out this week, you know, I, I went to see it again to, cause the first time I watched it, I was like, huh. But I also did that with French Dispatch where I was like, huh, okay. Um, and then the more I watched, the more I enjoyed it. But yeah, the second one I fell asleep a little bit in. So like I missed a bunch of stuff that I was excited to see again. Um, so I, I still don't know, but yeah, like it, it hasn't hit me like other movies. It, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, I, I, I'm in your, but I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I don't know what's trying to say. Yeah. And it's not, like the movie's obviously well made. It's the acting and it's really great. It looks wonderful. Yeah, it's visually impeccable. Like I, I don't know what it is about it. And here's the thing is I, I'm in the same boat as you. It's not a bad movie at all. It's it's pretty good. But do, I don't know if I like it as much as I like what I remember when I first saw Moonrise Kingdom, I loved that movie. Yeah. And and this one, I like it a lot. I don't know if I'm at love it yet. Yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel is like a fun heist movie. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Here's the trailer for Asteroid City. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City. Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel who Thank gets you. amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character I've ever seen. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. Hey, 
I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing Jeffy Jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train. Going so fast, I don't... I do a nude scene. You want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My, my mouth didn't speak. So, Brad, I'm going to do something I hardly ever do on this show. Okay. I'm going to turn the reins over to you to describe the film. Okay. And... Um, what happened in it because you're such a Wes Anderson fan. And if you remember, I did this on his last movie too, you know, three years ago. So um, I, I tried to be consistent. Yeah, this might be a bad idea, but here we go. All right. So Asteroid City is the story of um, Jason Schwartzman's character name escapes <laughs> me right now, but uh, he is traveling through the Southwest with his th- four children um, his eldest son is, uh, they're on their way to their grandfather's house. And on the way, there's the science competition that his eldest son is a part of. So they stop off in asteroid city to take part in it. Um, he is, the son's a little bit of a bit of an inventor and, uh, Schwartzman, um, is a war photographer and they just meet all these, this colorful cast of characters in this town. Um, God, there's like so many people. I don't even know where again. There's like all these side stories. Uh, that and it's. I mean, is this the, his biggest? Um, like cast. Yeah, like uh, other, like there's so many side characters. They're just doing little things that I don't like. They're not part of Schwartzman's story, but they're just there. Yeah, and his name's Augie, by the way. I, I, Augie, yeah. I. I that's why I think maybe my disconnect with the film is is like in Grand and Grand Budapest Hotel you 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 root for those characters you know what I mean Yeah you're following Zero and um Gustav H like it, you're following yeah. them the whole time as they interweave through all these other characters um, And with um Augie I don't know if I like his character that much to be honest Yeah so uh, what we haven't said yet is uh he's all like he's also his wife died like three weeks ago and he hasn't told the kids. So he's struggling to break that news to him. And then there's this other element to it is that there's two other layers of the film where this movie is a documentary about a playwright and the play itself. So all the cool, colorful stuff that you're watching in the trailer is the play. And then there's a black and white version of the movie where Edward Norton is the playwright and it's explaining how the play is getting made and where it's coming from. And then Brian Cranston is the narrator doing the documentary of both those levels. 
And the first time yeah, I watched it's... it, I got distracted because I was trying to get my lunchbox that I ordered. So I missed mm-hmm. the Brian Cranston opening. So I was a little confused about like what the other layers were, what I'd missed. So, yeah, because they even have uh, like uh, there's even an alien that Augie takes a picture of because he steals like I, I don't know what something from is it I like a shard of something i don't well, know well asteroid city exists because like a thousand plus years ago this asteroid hit and made a crater and then they built this town around it um and so they're like the science competition is hosting it in this town because of that aspect to it meanwhile there's also a the meteorite fragment, meteorite right? or yeah, yeah not an asteroid um and then jeffrey wright is the general um who kind of oversees the science He's part great of the, the town movie, by the way <laughs> yeah i'll He's such a, like a great like between the Batman and this like I just love hearing his voice and also the French yeah, he's Dispatch. Like, he's like one of those character actors that he you love seeing him in movies. You know what I mean? He's he's like a calming force in films. I think. Yeah, he's got like the Alec Baldwin narrator like voice locked down. Like it's just like, yeah. The, the, in the Alamo, the, he even has that like uh, no talking and texting intro where he just admits to like. Because because you love hearing my voice, you know, type thing. Um, well, uh, it's yeah. Like I, you know, we mentioned the cast, and every time, like it almost seems like every five minutes, there's a new character. And yeah, I was gonna say um, by like a famous actor. It's not, you know, I I mean Adrian Brody's not. But if if it's like Adrian Brody and some other guy, you'll be, you know, watching the movie, and then you go, oh, there's Margot Robbie. Or there's Willem Dafoe, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or Fisher Stevens is like in it. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the French Dispatch too. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're in his other movies, but you know, it seems here they're. I don't know. They're they're just a lot of them, and maybe it's because I just expect them to have bigger roles in movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's such an ensemble. Like, yeah, so. It's also weird too, because like they're supposed to be in Asteroid City, but also their car breaks down. So um, I don't know if like they were on their way to Tom Hanks is the, their grandfather. So I don't know if they were on their way, and just because the son's an inventor, they enrolled in the competition while they were in Asteroid City. But um, so yeah, Matt Dillon's the mechanic, and like there's this funny gag where the piece of the car breaks out. <laughs> Um, he doesn't know what, like, there's three options, there's two options, and he's like, oh, this is the third option that I've never discovered before. Um, and then, yeah, like, this, uh, bus rolls in, it's got, like, Maya Hawk is the school teacher, um, and she's got, like, a, a bunch of kids on a field trip, and then Leif Schreiber has a son who, like, does dares. Um, and then, uh, God, what's, what's his name from, he was the cook in the first dispatch, but they show up and they're supposed to get, like, a cabin at Steve Carell's motel, but, their cabin burned down so they have to sleep in a tent the whole time um yeah and then steve carell's got a thing where like he has all these vending machines that like one even sells real estate um yeah it's almost too quirky i i don't know i i think it's so dense i need to see it again yeah and then scarlett johansson's uh uh kind of like an actress on her way out of her career and her sister her daughter's like part of the science competition and then all the science kids have their own little scenes where they're like um, reciting famous scientist names and trying to remember them as they go. So it just keeps building and building. So yeah, there's just all these different threads of just like gags that 
I don't feel like co like cohere to a single story. Like the French Dispatch yeah. is a bunch of different stories, but they're broken into vignettes. But all this is all happening at the same time, and it's just like I was just constantly sitting there, like wondering where everything was going to. And then by the end of the movie, everyone just packs up and leaves. Um, yep. Yeah, you f- well, you follow into Astro City on the train, and then like you follow the train out, but the movie's not about the train. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Edward Norton's character dies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And um, I totally expected like Margot Robbie and uh, Jeff Goldblum to be like the alien characters in the movie, but yeah, she's the dead wife. Yeah. Um. um yeah, and uh, it, it was cool. Like they have like an animated alien that comes down, and uh, but they like Jeff Goldblum is later shown as like in a costume of that in like the mm-hmm. other layer scenes. Yeah, and then Adrian Brody's uh like a teamster, um or failed actor or something. And yeah. like their scenes related to the creation of this play. And yeah, it's just all over the place that I couldn't pin it down. So I feel like I'm just gonna have to watch it a few more times and like the first dispatch, figure it out. Yeah. But it's also like, even though <clears throat> I have troubles unpacking it, it's still an enjoyable movie and I want to watch it again. <clears throat> and I have a feeling that I might like it the more I watch it. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like every frame is a painting. And it's, I'm just so jealous that Wes Anderson can get every frame exactly how he wants it. Yeah. Um, and it's cool and how I the think it helps that he does work with the same actors a lot. And he seems like, even though he's very meticulous, he seems like he's pretty easy to work with. Um, yeah. I forgot to say when I did the advanced screening, they had a, like a live stream Q and a afterward. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. Wes Anderson's at this Alamo draft house with Tim League interviewing. I'm going to learn exactly what he meant by all this stuff. And that was a total shit show. Mm. <laughs> um, it didn't explain anything. Tim League's questions were terrible. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was very, yeah, Wes Anderson was very quirky and odd and not straightforward about anything. Um, I was I was pretty surprised. I, I don't think I've ever seen him in an interview before. Um, I, I definitely heard his commentaries, and they seemed a little more um, normal, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I, I see, I've seen him. I have the Moonrise Kingdom Criterion, and he's in a couple of the special features. Um, I don't remember him being odd in the special features, or something that would stick out because he's peculiar and you know quirky. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, like Jeffrey Wright was there, Jeff Goldblum, Maya Hawk, um, uh, Rupert Friend, uh, Adrian Brody, um, someone else. But uh, yeah, Wes Anderson, Anderson did most of the talking, but some of the questions were just like, was that really Scarlett Johansson in the nude scene? It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, yeah, like you could tell Maya Hawk was really like frustrated and bored by the end of it. Cause then you like get Joel, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum answering a question and it'd go off on a tangent and like answered really weirdly. And then you got Wes Anderson who's just like, w- w- like doesn't understand the question. It's like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Uh, type stuff. Like, yeah. That it was, sucks. It, it was rough. I, 
But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, like I said, the movie's gorgeous. Uh, like I really love that the landscape of the the desert is kind of like so pristine and fake, but also yeah. beautiful at the same time. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's a painting, like a realistic painting. Yeah, like everything's just like you take any frame of the movie and just like frame it on your wall, like it everything looks so good. Like there's a one part where they're having like the barbecue at the motel. Mm-hmm. And there's like the lattice uh, structure overhang, like over the picnic tables, and just like, yeah, you know, it's like a Norman Rock Rockwell painting. Yeah, all the shadows going everybody. Uh, just like a, like the purest slice of Americana. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm never bored in his films, um, and I was really worried because I saw it last night, and I on. Saturday, I worked until six in the morning on Sunday. I came home and slept for like three and a half hours and I went and golfed. So I was in the sun all day. And then I went and saw the film and uh, I was really worried that I'd pull at you and fall asleep in a theater. <laughs> and, um, but I was entertained the whole time and I never fell asleep. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I'm something- going to see it a bunch more times and. Uh, I've only seen it at the Alamo, so I, I'm gonna switch it up to the Landmark theaters and feel. Wonder if there's like a a setting because I usually watch them at Landmarks. And I wonder if the different location is mm. messing with me. Gotcha. Yeah, I like I like the Alamo, but it's not like the traditional art house vibe, you know? Yeah. So. I got you. This. It's the big news story of the week. It's real news. I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> find anything. Um, they did drop character posters for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you're you're right. Baxter Stockman's in it. Um, is he? Yeah. The I, I always voice... saw the. Sorry. Oh yeah, Giancarlo Esposito's uh, playing Baxter. Um, yeah, Rose Byrne is uh, Leatherhead. Which I, I know, that's great. Hear. Yeah. And then I saw it's Seth Rogen and John Cena as Bebop and Rocksteady. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I, this it's, this movie feels like it's going to be great, so I'm excited. Um, like I and said, I think... I, I love the Rose Byrne um, as Leatherhead because he used to be one of my favorite villains in the old cartoon just because he used to say, I guarantee. And now I'm interested in, on her take on it because... Yeah, it's I not in the trailer, picture. so yeah. Does it? Does she speak in the trailer though? I don't remember. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know what it sounds like because they they haven't put her in the yeah. trailer. So yeah, yeah. And, and you know, John uh, Carlos, uh, that's a baseball player. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a good choice for Baxter Stockman then. Yeah. So maybe he created all them. Uh, it looks like his character. I'm looking at it now. Oh, for sure. It looks like his character poster has, you know, that maybe he's the creator of these evil mutant guys. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, uh, yeah, going that route of, yeah, he's probably working for the Shredder, and then some mishap happens, and it creates all these mutants. Um, and then yeah, the end credit scene will get like a tease of Shredder. Um, but yeah, yeah I can't wait. And um, what is <laughs> even cooler is. Um, Kellen wants to, he asked me every day when that movie's coming out. Yes. Um, so and then you told me, uh, from last week's show, you told me that you, 
Um, it's a new week. Have you found the Ninja Turtles uh, boxes yet? Uh, only because I haven't gone to a Pizza Hut yet since the since uh, the convention. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Wait. <laughs> the convention hasn't happened yet. No. No. Um, I did. Uh, did you see? Uh, there's Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter. Yeah, it's a comic book and some yeah, action I didn't figures know that existed. And I was at um, because where was I down at in Parker at Hall of Justice? I was where was I doing down there? So I made a trip to go to um, Hall of Justice because I was in that area with Callan. What were we doing? Shit, you oh, I can't gone remember. The, you should have gone to the archive instead. I know. I keep on forgetting about that shit. Anyways, when I was there, I was just looking at the comics, and they had the that comic. I was like, ah, cool. And I went to pick it up. And then there was a variant behind it of, uh, Rayu versus Leonardo. And it had like, has fighting bars above it. So that's the one I got because it looks fucking badass. <laughs> nice. I haven't yeah. read it yet, but yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's out there. I just, I've, I told my old slot guy that, uh, I, I fight for financial reasons. I just want to stick to the main stuff. Mm. Uh, cause yeah, they've had like a power Rangers crossover that I've ignored and, yeah, I don't care about the Power Rangers. I mean, it's Street Fighter. I'm totally down with. Yeah, I'll you know eventually there'll be a like, graphic novel of all the issues together. So I'll just I'll just get that. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, hopefully there'll be like a animated movie thing like they did Batman TMNT. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping too that they uh, release an art book for the movie because the freaking animation is incredible. I'd love to see their process and how they made it. Yeah, speaking of comics, don't forget to bring me that. Uh, free comic book day. Oh yeah, I will bring that for you. Sweet. I mean, I was gonna keep it, but I was like, fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I only have. Them. I only have, you know, really, my only Ninja Turtle comics are the Last Ronin and, um, now, versus Street Fighter. I guess I have the Batman ones too, because I'm a I, I like Batgirl, and she's in a couple of them. Yeah, you should try to find a collected volume of like the first four issues of the Mirage. No, dude, I'm just going to buy the first. I'm going to buy Ninja Turtles one. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, like the one that's only 3,000 copies. Yeah, it's only 30 grand, bro. Fuck. Oh, why? Why are you? Why have we waited till now to do it? Just you could have done this for years. I know. Well, you know, I didn't want to rub it in your face that I was going to get it. Because kill- if I had thirty thousand dollars, I'd buy a Ninja Turtles comic. <laughs> That's the first thing on your list. It always killed yeah. me that uh, I had a chance to get number one for two hundred fifty dollars in the nineties, and I didn't do it. Oh, we all have those stories, man. So I, I was a uh, teenager who did not have two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, it's not to that degree, um, but there was a time when I used to go to Coins, Cars, and Comics, the coolest comic store in the world. R.I.P. And they had. Amazing Spider-Man 300, which is the first appearance of Venom, and it was twenty four ninety nine, and I really didn't like Venom, so I was like, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna pick up these like reprints of Spider-Man from the '60s." And now that's you know a thousand dollar comic, you know. Wow, you really blew it. I know, fuck, you dumb piece of shit. I know, I know. Every day I look in the mirror, I'm like, "You fucking piece of shit." You had a chance to get the most overrated comic book character of all time, and you didn't get it. What a and it, now, but in, in all honesty, it does kind of 
irk me because I actually I won an auction on my comic shop to get the last issue of Marvel Team Up that I need, and it's uh, number four, and he's with the X Men, and it's kind of an expensive book, but I won the auction for twenty three dollars, so I'm really excited to get it, and so I'll have all 150 issues of that. I have all of Web of Spider-Man, all of Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, the only one I don't have is all of Amazing. And the only ones I'm missing are the ones that are thousands of dollars. Well, I'm missing the ones that are, you know, like hundreds. But now I just look at them and I get sad. <laughs> knowing I'll never own them. I, I literally am filling the holes. So they did a facsimile of the Punisher's first appearance. So I have that in like, you know, my run of Spider-Man's because I can't afford the $5,000 it is for the real first appearance of them. For a character that's really not that cool. <laughs> I know, I guess I'm just not like an anti-hero guy. You know what I mean? Have you ever been into the anti-heroes? Uh, I mean, I guess the turtles, the Mirage turtles be kind of considered anti-heroes in the first few issues, because they are kind of murderers. Um, yeah, but they're really just murdering Foot Clan people, right? <laughs> or are they murdering innocent people? Yeah, they're not murdering innocent people. Definitely Foot uh, Clan guys. And they're heroes in a half shell, Brad? Come on. <laughs> um, I have to yeah, say, my version of the Turtles is a little sanitized, because I only know them from the cartoons. And, I mean, I, I, lo- I think The Last Ronin is an incredible comic. Um, so yeah, that makes me right. do, uh, it makes me do want to read, um, the older ones. Um, I guess Tim Burton's Batman is a bit of an anti-hero cause. No, he kills well, he the Joker. Kill <laughs> yeah. I was always considering like doing a running count of him killing people in, um, he Batman returns him. like the one time where he just throws the bomb on that dude and blows him up. Yep. <laughs> Like, nice. um, he, uh, he puts, he sets that guy on fire. Uh, True. That, that clown with the Batmobile ejection thing. Um, oh, that's right. Fuck. I haven't seen that movie in so long. When he drives through access yeah, chemicals, uh, the Batmobile <laughs> shoots a bunch of guys and sets them on fire, <laughs> yep. blows them up. So, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> that's all <laughs> I got for dudes is us reminiscing about Ninja Turtles. Um, Hey, we watch stuff throughout the week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, last week you didn't see anything. It's been seven days since I've talked to you. Have you watched anything this week? Did I talk about White Chicks last week? No. Okay, uh, I should have, because that's actually what I saw last week and forgot about it. Um, I can't imagine why. Yeah, uh, it was the Esquire Midnight that week. And I just needed to do something. I was like, fine, I'll watch White Chicks at the Esquire. Uh, but not midnight, it's 10 o'clock now. Um, so yeah, this movie from 2004 that whoever programs these things decided needed a revival. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, shoot, is it, it's Damon and Marlon, right? Hang yep. on. You're right. No, no, it's Sean and Marlon. Nope, I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, they are uh, two FBI agents who are uh, not good at their job, <laughs> um, foiling drug busts. And then uh, 
there's like a other competing FBI team. Um, so I, this movie's a hundred as an hour and fifty minutes long. Was it? Yeah, it's a hundred and nine minutes. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure why. Um, yeah. So uh, they they're yeah bumbling FBI agents, and then so their police chief is like, okay. You guys are getting knocked down. You're going to go just escort these two rich uh, white women to whatever thing they have to do. Um, And I forget how they screw it up, but basically, like, they do something wrong and the girls refuse to go to this party that they have to go to. So they decide to dress up as these girls and impersonate them while they stay in the hotel. Um, (laughs) So... So I'm on the the letterbox page and the makeup in it is like really scary looking. Yeah, somehow the FBI team has this like really elaborate makeup team but also like yeah, it's yeah, it's like Mission Impossible level <laughs> makeup team. Um but yeah, it's it's uh, like this uncanny valley thing where cuz they have like these uh clear like um contact lenses and everything on top of you know these black men dressing up as you know white women um but also maintaining that that frame um of like athletic build athletically built guys um but yeah so they personate these girls and so that insert themselves into their into the friend circle and there's like a circle of um uh like mean girls and then their friends um and them impersonating help helps the friend group and is a, is a stick in the craw of the mean girls and then Terry Crews is I don't know some rich guy who is like, attracted to them so he keeps trying to hit on them and like uh, I bet he's funny though yeah I guess uh there's this one scene where uh one of them rips a fart and he enjoys it or something yeah. and so he does it too um. Yeah, it's it's silly, and um, I just want to point out um, that you gave this two stars, <laughs> which is a higher rating than I gave Avatar: Way of the Water. <laughs> I think just because like like some of it is charming, um, in like this nostalgic two thousand four kind of way. Like I think there's like some music drops that are just like, oh gosh, two thousand four, what a time. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, like, you know, it points these two, like, Wayne's brothers are, like, kind of funny. But, like, overall, I was just, like, I was so lost at times of, like, what was trying to go on. It almost seemed like there was a longer movie that got edited down because it would jump ahead to things where it was, like, wait, we're here now? Um, Mm. So, yeah, like, the editing of of a lot of scenes just, like, didn't make sense. Um, But, uh, yeah, two might be generous, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, just, I mean, we all like stuff. I just just curious. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably never watch it again, of course, like willingly. But <laughs> maybe it, if you're on a long, um, you know, airplane ride or something. Yeah, if it's on and I got nothing else to watch, like I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd suffer through it again. You know, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like. I don't know, the room terrible, you know? Gotcha. But also the room is great because it has a lot of stuff to make fun of. 
this yeah. I can't say as much, you know. <laughs> right on. Yeah, what'd you watch? Um I watched I random last night I couldn't sleep. When you work overnight shift and then you work in a morning shift, like it it messes with your mind. Um so I was just scrolling through Amazon Prime and I just picked um a highly rated horror film and I watched a film called A House on A House on the Bayou and um it is the story of a real estate agent whose husband cheats on her and instead of getting a divorce she decides that they are going to go to this really nice home that she has listed in the bayou in Louisiana they're from Texas and they're going to stay there and work on their marriage with their and their daughter comes with them is um, Leatherhead there i guarantee yeah that'd be fucking sweet um and uh while they're there they of course they go to a local general store gas stop you know like all you do in hick towns and horror films and um they leave and on his receipt the old man there says the devil is watching you and you know the dad's like what the fuck is this old dude's problem he can go fuck himself you're doomed you're all doomed (laughs) i warned the others they didn't listen um so he uh while they're at the store too their daughter meets this uh dude named Ozzy no what's I can't remember his name which bodes well for the movie right <laughs> um anyways she meets this boy and of course he flirts with her so she likes him and then uh he ends up going to their house to make veal it's kind of a big setup. The The wife asked the husband for veal. He says, we don't like veal. When he was at the store, he, he found the veal that was on special. And then he said that they didn't have it. And then when they came to the house to have dinner with them, they had the veal and the, you know, the wife's like, you lied to me about the veal and you, you're having an affair, yada, yada, yada. Um, it turns out that, uh, there's a couple twists in it. The, uh, the boy, um, I, I can't, if I can't remember, it's going to drive me crazy. Um, I think it's, maybe it's Isaac now. Um, yep. Isaac, he seems to have some supernatural powers and he knows things and he's able to light candles without matches and, um, so when that old guy says too that he's he picked up Isaac many years ago and he never ages. So was that old guy right? Is Isaac the devil? Dun dun dun. Um I mean it's well made. It's a it's a Blumhouse. They did like a they do a thing on Amazon every year where they put a couple movies on there. Um, and this is one from two years ago, I think. And yeah, it's, uh, do you want me to spoil it for you, Brad? Sure. Yeah. Or, or am I intriguing you that you're going to stream this? I'm just kind of lost, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you can't follow it. It's the, the dude so the dad ended up hiring this Isaac guy to kill his wife. Um, so he can run away with his girlfriend. Um, but Isaac is a demon 
And the whole point of it was that dad was going to be punished. What? And he's locked in a, yeah, he's locked in a room where a wolf eats him. And, and then, and then they go, right. And then at the end, they go and see the local sheriff. And she says, there's no house out there. <gasps> and she takes the mom there. The house is gone. <gasps> yeah. Oh, you think that's the end, Brad? It's not. As they're driving back, the sheriff says, reach into the glove box and pull out this camera. And it's a camera. And it's Isaac. And now he's behind them. And the, the sheriff says, she says, hey, we don't know who Isaac is. And if you're there and you got out of the house on the bayou. And then I'm like, oh, she said the name. Um, then you're you're cleansed or you get a second chance. And she throws the camera out of the car and it catches on fire. So, yes, he is the devil. I don't know. I've got chills. I know. I, I hate being lied to when <laughs> I when I was lo- clicked on it. It was it has a description, you know, and one of the very first one said gory. I was like, sweet. At least it'll be gory. Like the only gory part was the dad getting his like intestines eaten by a wolf. Like, this sucks. <laughs> when I hear gory and it's the first like description of it, I want to see like heads ripped off, you know, people hacked up, not just a wolf eating a dude's intestines. I don't care about that. Anyway, Lame. that's what I watched. Um, next week, Brad, we're seeing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Which nice. will be awesome. And uh, come see us at Fan Expo. We'll be there all weekend. Record on our show. Get some candy. Awe in our Blockbuster booth. Um, just come and say hi. And we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will give it all the gods. Lights, camera, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.